everyone, welcome back to the Bearing Fruit Podcast. Thank you for joining me for yet another episode. If this is your first time jumping on this page, welcome. Welcome to the Bearing Fruit Podcast family. So happy that you're here. If this is your first time, I'm so happy that you are willing to listen to an episode of mine. If this is not your first time, I'm so happy to have you back. It is always a pleasure. Um, Yeah, thank you so much for joining in. I am really excited to do this episode. Before I start though, I do want to let you know, it might be quite echoey this episode. I am back in the office recording an episode here. It is quiet and peaceful, which is why I've chosen to do it here. Um, But also it is a little echoey because I'm sitting in a room where there's not many furniture pieces or decor or anything like that. So I've got myself like two little cushions that I've like plastered against the wall for like some soundproofing. Don't know how that's doing, but you can, you can tell me later on. Um, and I've got a beautiful view in front of me and yeah, we're just going to get this episode in the bag. Um, I, to be frank with you, I have really struggled to find time to record this episode. Um, just with everything going on, you know, it's just, you know how it is. I don't need to explain it to you. You know how it is. So yeah, I've just had a full day of work and I am here committed to giving you guys an episode for next week or this week. So for today's episode, I have decided to do a green flags when dating as a Christian. Um, You guys loved the red flags episode. In fact, it's probably one of my most streamed episodes. Um, It's up there on the ranking list. So you guys really enjoy that. And I'm so glad you guys enjoyed it. And um, thank you so much for listening. If you had listened to that episode, um, thank you so much. If you have not listened to that episode and you have no idea what I'm talking about, I, a couple weeks ago, I did an episode on red flags when dating as a Christian. So if you haven't listened to that, I highly recommend listening to it probably after listening to this episode. Um, so yeah, you guys sent in your red flags um, and they were so wonderful to hear and just get a great opinion, get opinions on what diff- what standards and, you know, non-negotiables are for some people. So yeah, definitely was such an enjoyable episode to record. Um, and so because everybody enjoyed it and I did have a few recommendations to do a green flags episode, so I thought um, it's only fitting to do one. And I asked you guys, like I did, before on the Bearing Fruit Pod Instagram page. If you're not following that Instagram page, I highly recommend um, when I do episodes like these, I'd love to get your opinion or beliefs or um, feedback or anything like that um, on episodes like this. So yeah, I highly recommend following the page. So yeah, I asked you guys on there um, what your green flags were when dating as a Christian and you guys sent in some incredible green flags, some that I've added on my list of non-negotiables and yeah, um, most of them are quite similar, like different people had a lot of the same answers. So I won't go through every single one of them. I'm just going to go through the main ones that I found were significant and important when dating as a Christian. Okay, the first one we've got is they honor me like Christ honors the church, which I think is such an incredible and so such a special green flag. Um, I think in, you know, once you're in a relationship, you have those butterflies, you have those very exciting moments and special occasions, and you're just in like a quote unquote honeymoon phase, which I would like to think lasts longer than a few weeks or months. Um, and with some relationships, not all, but with some, 
I tend to see a lot of people kind of give up on that honeymoon phase and they kind of stick it out in a weird way like you're in a relationship you love each other but it's not that exciting anymore and so what I tend to see is that a lot of people start dishonoring each other um and I don't mean that in just like in a respectful manner like I mean that in all aspects of life um you know you don't just have to be disrespectful to not be honoring each other um honoring each other is important but when I mean honoring each other I mean you're honoring each other's desires and wishes and needs um and you know your goals as a couple in a relationship for a marriage you're honoring each other you're not just respecting each other but you're honoring them and you know when you look at how Christ honors the church it's such a beautiful representation of what men how men are meant to honor their wives and how wives are meant to honor um, their husbands and I think you know throughout the bible it just places such an emphasis on honoring each other and um i think if you aren't able to find a partner who can do that or honor you how christ honored the church i think that speaks volumes into what it would look like when you are in a or when you're married um because like i said in my red flags episode what was it the red flags episode actually i can't remember i said it in an episode oh it was the um finding joy in being single episode i said you know when you get married you it's not just all sunshine and rainbows you face even greater hurdles than you did when you were just dating so when you're facing these hurdles after you get married and you you are married to a person who didn't honor you when you were dating you can only imagine what it's like when you're married and so i think it's so important to always just check yourself and check the person that you're dating you know does this man or does this man replicate or does this woman replicate how christ honors the church um do they even want to strive to honoring me um and am i honoring them so i think that's a great green flag if you can find yourself a partner who honors you like christ honors the church all right next green flag is one of my favorites leading me to jesus and not the bedroom what a green flag i mean yeah i feel like this should definitely be a green flag or a non-negotiable if you are in a relationship that honors jesus um you probably heard the saying everywhere but there is a saying that people often say funny that (laughs) that's what sayings are Rachel but the enemy there's a saying that says the enemy will try and do everything to get you in bed before you're married and when he will try everything to do to get you out of bed after you're married and I think that's such a fitting statement and so true you know um something you've seen throughout the bible or if i've mentioned it here on the podcast before but something or and the enemy's number one tactic has always been to use what god created to be good and he's always perverted it he's always made it into something so sinful and so demonic and disgusting and i actually would be interested to do an episode on things that i have found that the lord has created as a gift and used it and perverted it and created it as a sin and so sex is such a beautiful gift from God, but given to us in the context of marriage between a husband and wife. And what the enemy has done or likes to do is use that beautiful gift and ruin it before you get married. And so I think, you know, something that you want to be looking for in a partner is someone who honors 
you know, waiting until they're married. Um, and I think that doesn't just go for one person. It needs to go both ways because you both need to want to have that same goal. It it can't work if one person's like, yeah, okay, I'll wait for you. You know, I'll wait because it's something you really want. No, because, you know, there could be a day where you just are on your last leg and you're like, oh, you know what? I just, there's no point. Like I'm going to get married to this guy anyway. And you know, that guy's like, okay, great. You know, you can't have that. You need to both be on the same page and you need to be able to hold each other accountable, which I'll go into in a little bit. Um, so I think if you're both able to lead each other to Jesus and not to the bedroom, I think that will flourish so much more after you guys get married because yeah, it's a beautiful thing. And yeah, like I said in the saying, the enemy does everything he, he can in his power to get you guys out of bed after you get married. And you see a lot of divorce rates and a lot of separation rates and a lot of, I guess, this beautiful gift from God that was given to us needs to be used as a weapon when you are married. And a lot of people forget that. And when it's not used, the enemy can get into your head and, you know, use pornography or use, you know, um, sort of like competition or comparison games you know just a lot of evil things and i can go so into depth into this conversation which i won't do in today's episode um but i think yeah if you can honor saving yourself for marriage um and if it's something that you know you couldn't you didn't do in the past but it's something you want to do in the future for your future spouse um, you need to be able to find a like-minded person because it's just not going to work if you both aren't like-minded about it just like many other things you know if you both can't see eye to eye on a belief that you both stand so firm in then it's just not going to work because if it you know breaks apart and it falls apart and, you know, you're just like, oh, I'm going to get married to this person anyway. And it doesn't really matter. And, you know, I'll just, you know, play around with it and see how it goes. Um, and if we both fail, then it's fine because we're going to get married. And if you both can't have that, can't be accountable, but can't have such a strong, firm foundation in what it is that you both want, then it will destruct. It will self-destruct. And so... Yeah, I think it's an incredible green flag when you can find yourself someone, um, especially a man who can lead you because that's what husbands are called to do. Husbands are called to lead their wives. And if you can find a man who can lead you to Jesus rather than the bedroom, I think that's not just brownie points for him, but I think that's such a beautiful, like you can tell what kind of a beautiful husband he'll be if he can honor such a gorgeous gift from God but also he can honor you in such a beautiful and special way and he can honor this sacred gift that you know is meant to be within the context of marriage so yeah find yourself a man or a woman that can lead you to Jesus and not the bedroom okay I love this one but another green flag is topics of Jesus and their faith come up in their conversations and I think this is such a great one um, especially if you're like in your early stages of dating and you're you know trying to find the right man for you and I wouldn't say I wouldn't call it speed or rapid dating but you know you're trying to find the right man for you and you want to get to know these men that you're probably that are probably in your life for a reason 
and you want to say they're the right match and some of them can just remain as friends and some of them you're like oh maybe there's a potential interest there um something to look out for is whether they bring up jesus and their faith in conversations and not just one or two conversations like oh where do you stand with the lord or oh, do you read the bible like no or do you go to church like no that's not, that's not the kind of conversations i'm talking about or even probably this person's talking about but um if they can constantly you know, go back to Jesus or if they can constantly go back into their faith and, you know, oh, all glory to God or I can't have done, I couldn't have done this without Jesus or, you know, they're constantly sharing the testimony and, and encouraging you with, you know, the scripture. And I think when someone can just constantly integrate Jesus and their faith in a conversation, man or woman or, you know, platonic or romantic or familial relationship, like any form of relationship, if someone can include Jesus as many times as they can, it's brownie points for me. I don't know how you go with that. I don't know where you stand with that. But I think I just love talking about Jesus. Like I freaking love talking about Jesus. And when I can have that kind of conversation with people, it honestly brings me so much joy. And you can probably just see it in my mannerisms and the way I am around you. I am just so happy and joyful. And it's just such a beautiful blessing to talk about him. And so if you can find that in a partner, like, oh my goodness, like if this is what dating can look like, then what is marriage going to look like? You know, not to, not to go crazy there, but like, you know, obviously if you're in a Christ-centered relationship, you want this to lead to a marriage eventually. So I think when you can ask yourself like, oh, I loved how many times we brought up Jesus and the Bible and what God has done in our lives. Like I loved that conversation. You know, what is it going to look like when you get married? Essentially, that's the question you need to be asking yourself when you're dating is what is this behavior or action that they do or anything that's happening, you know, that's prevalent in a, in a dating relationship? Is this, how is this going to look like when we're married? And I think that will open your eyes to a lot of red flags and green flags, but also I think it can filter out a lot of the things that you don't want and do want um and so yeah if he can or he or she i'm talking he because i'm a um a female <laughs> but if he can um yeah if he can just bring up the lord and not obviously this is different but not in a forced way i i can tell you know sometimes when and it doesn't have to be in a romantic relationship but i can tell when you know we're talking about god and it's kind of not authentic and genuine it kind of puts me off I'm like okay I can see there's no real passion there so that's fine that's fine but we don't need to continue this conversation um but if we can both be passionate about the Lord which like I said in my red flags huge red flag if you're not passionate about the Lord uh-uh not for me. So if you are passionate about the Lord and topics of Jesus and their faith come up in, in conversations that you guys have, I think that's a huge green flag. Okay, another green flag. They prioritize going to church and studying the Bible and its applications to your life together. What a great green flag. I love it. I love the fact that this is not just theoretical, but practical because I think a lot of times when you're in a relationship, great, you can have these conversations, but what's happening after the fact of these conversations, you know, maybe a little bit more in depth into a relationship. This doesn't have to be when you're just like figuring things out with this guy. Um, but maybe when you have fallen in love and you know that this is probably going to, you know, end up 
being a marriage or you know when you're a bit more further into the relationship this doesn't have to be like I said when you're just getting to know each other but when you're a bit more further into a relationship you're like okay now we know we love the Lord and we talk about him all the time but let's prioritize going to church let's prioritize studying the Bible together let's prioritize you know applying what the Lord tells us in the Bible together and I think that's when you really start to see what that's illegal okay what i was trying to say before i was very rudely interrupted um was the fact that you know it's all good and well when you talk about the lord but if you can't apply it together when you're so deep into a relationship and not even apply it together but if you don't have the drive or the motivation or the passion or the desire to apply it together then it's just not going to work you know you need to be able to prioritize i think that's number one advice i would give people is when you are getting into a relationship you need to know what your priorities are what's your priorities um what are your priorities what's your priority in a relationship in a you know christ-centered relationship what does that look like for you what does this look like for you what are your goals what are your aspirations what are your desires what is it that you want out of a christ-centered relationship is it that you want to you know just get to know the lord go and go to church on a sunday and call it a day or is it that you want to grow in your faith and you know lead me in in my relationship with Christ and you know hold each other accountable like what is it that you both want and I think I think when you can first get through that wall then you'll be able to go further into the relationship but yeah I completely agree a green flag would definitely be if you guys are studying the bible together oh man man oh man oh man if I don't do this in my relationship I am out of there I'm out of there I love studying the bible and just learning about the Bible and especially applying it. I mean, that's probably the hardest part, but if you can find someone that can prioritize that and say, yes, we need to do this. You know, we haven't read the Bible together in a long time. Let's do this. Or we haven't prayed together in a long time. You know, let's FaceTime tonight and, and pray together. You know, it's if it's something like if you're able to just feel how close this person is to the Lord and you can feel such like passion, I just love the word passion, but I also love it in the context of being in a Christ-centered relationship because there needs to be passion, not just passion for each other, but passion for Christ, you know, there needs to be an end goal, there needs to be a drive of some sort, um, you can't be stagnant in your faith, I think that's not applicable for followers of Christ, it's just not something that's a thing, um, stagnant in your faith is not a thing, um, so yeah, if you're man or if, you, if your boyfriend or girlfriend leads you to you know prioritizing going to church you know you fall short of not being going to church recently and it's something that your partner is picking up on and you know they're saying you know we need to go to church together you know it's been a couple of weeks you know we've gone for brunches and breakfasts and you know gone to music festivals and blah 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 blah, blah but we haven't gone to church in two months you know don't you think we should be going like and there needs to be conversations like that. There needs to be conversations of we haven't read the Bible together. Let's let's like let's, you know, book a Sunday out next weekend to go to the park and read the Bible together. Like it needs to be practical. It needs to be there needs to be an end goal in sight. It can't just be, oh, I want a man or a woman that loves the Lord and close the book on that. Like it just can't it it can't be that way because then you need to realise, is this how it's gonna look like when I get married? Is this person going to hold me accountable for reading the bible or going to church like can this relationship flourish after we get married you know i just don't want him to go to church on a sunday and then that's it i want him 
to be able to prioritize these things not just for him but for me we need to be a team and so i agree green flag all around okay next green flag i quite like this one this person said finding someone who is a giver rather than a taker it allows both people in the relationship to serve each other and the body joyfully without any compromise and also if they help giving financially toward the kingdom and i got some other um, responses of when they serve the church um, when they prioritize um, you know tides and things like that so I fully agree with this green flag um, you know someone who is a giver rather than a taker I think I look for this in any person relationship or not um, and I think that's something that I admire so much in people is when people can give without expectations of wanting the same back um i've got i feel blessed to say this but i've got quite a handful of people in my life that have that kind of attitude and personality and drive to giving rather than receiving and when you know you are around those people you feel like you want to give and you feel like you just want to do the same thing and it just benefits you in so many ways it makes you a better person and so if you can find yourself a man or a woman that expects nothing in return but can give everything that they have to either the church or the Christ or other Christ to the church or to Christ or their time for you or you know being part of the community or serving one another or you know being a support to one another or encouraging one another you know using the gifts without expecting you know a pay or a favor in return like those are the kinds of people that you want to surround yourself with but also the kinds of people that you want to become and oh sorry um and i think when you're in a relationship that's something the last thing you want to worry about is oh this person's gonna expect this of me because i did this for them i mean they did this for me last week and i just know that they're gonna be mad if i don't do the same thing like no that cannot be something you think about in a relationship especially in a christ-centered relationship you need to be like i can sleep <laughs> i can go to bed tonight knowing that this person expects nothing from me but can give everything they have and that is the type of person i want to become it just can't be you know a one-way street it has to be a two-way street you both have to be similar in the way because in that way because i can imagine it being very exhausting and tiring for just one person to give 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 and not receive anything so i think if you're able to both be that way um i think it's a beautiful gift and i think that also kind of is like a preview of what marriage can look like you know if you've something i have always wanted in a husband is someone who serves the church and his community and the lord in everything like we'll drop everything and serve and i think it's beautiful when people can not just do that but just expect nothing in return like they can just do it with no expectations no like no strings attached and um when you're able to also serve the community and the church you're able to serve one another so beautifully you know it kind of shows the type of person they'll be in your relationship you know they if they're serving all those around you they're going to serve you in such a beautiful way um they're going to honor you in such a beautiful way and so i think a huge green flag for me personally is um someone who is of service to people um and using their gifts to 
just be such a light in the community and in the church um and that's the type of person I want to become you know you need you need to kind of I guess like I said it goes back to priorities but you need to see what it is that you want to be or the type of person you want to become um and the type of person you want in a partner um if there's someone that's quite selfish and keeps tabs and you know expects things in return or holds things against you um i think i mean i guess this is more personable but in my eyes it's a bit of a red flag um i know it kind of varies for people but in my eyes it's a bit of a red flag because that also makes it seem as though they don't really not that they don't care but it makes it seem as though their image or their satisfaction or their needs are more important um than the needs around them and i think it boils down to then what kind of a person are you if you care about your needs more than others okay the next green flag is they are holding you accountable but also themselves accountable and this is the main theme of what i have been sharing throughout this episode a lot of the green flags people sent in accountability accountability is a great or the main factor or foundation for all of these um and so i think if you know your partner can hold you accountable and this doesn't just have to be mean in a romantic relationship like any relationship you want your best friends to hold you accountable and you want to hold them accountable you want your family or your friends to um you know tell you when you're kind of being a bit weird or mm, being a bit weird is not the right term but when you're you know losing yourself or when you know you're compromising on your morals and needs or um values you know you need people to hold you accountable i mean you can't live a life where you people can't hold you accountable i think that's you experience it everywhere you know in your workplace in your education there's there's a set criteria there's responsibilities and roles that you play as a human being in this world but in a relationship you need your husband oh well we're not talking about marriage here we're talking about when you're dating you need your boyfriend or your girlfriend to be like hey you weren't a little crazy yesterday um over the smallest argument that we had and that's not okay you know i'm sorry on my part and you know it needs to be addressed but it also raging that way is not okay um and you know when you have conversations like that where you're holding each other accountable hey babe you really shouldn't have said that to that person like that's also not okay you know you were quite rude or quite mean um you need to be able to have those conversations where you, you need to be like oh okay they are right i shouldn't have said that or i shouldn't have acted that way it can't be an attitude of you don't know me you don't know how i am or what i'm thinking or my intentions you know you need to be able to not just accept that but be held accountable you know that person is only doing it to benefit you and your relationship they're not doing it out of spite i mean if they are doing that out of spite then that's a whole other topic but i would love for my boyfriend to be to keep me in check when i'm off wrong and that's not to say like they are my babysitter and and um you know they get to decide what is right and what's wrong no 
I am an own, I'm my own person and if I'm a follower of Christ we and they're a follower of Christ we abide by the same rules not rules but values and the same foundation we have the same cornerstone that is Jesus and so if we are looking to the greatest source that is our Bible and we are holding that to as our guides in our lives then we both have the same values and beliefs then if that is the case if I'm off track I expect my boyfriend to be like, hey, babe, that was not right. You know, like we need to look back and think about what the Lord says about that or, you know, we shouldn't be doing that. That's not okay and vice versa. Um, and if I can't find a partner who does that, then what is that going to look like for the future? Um, because if they can't do that for me, then that means I can't do that for them. You know, if they're not able to accept the fact that I'm holding them accountable, they're probably going to be a bit angry or superior i guess whatever you want to call it oh, i'm hitting all the things here today um and if they can't accept that or swallow their pride and be like yeah i was wrong i shouldn't have done that um then that's also a red flag so i think accountability goes both ways but also i expect my partner to be like mm, we shouldn't do that you know before getting married or mm, we shouldn't x y and z or you know whatever it is i don't really know the circumstances of your relationship but i think being able to and it has to be in such a loving way you can't be doing it when you're angry you can't be doing it when you know you've got a bit of i guess <laughs> when you can't be doing it when your emotions are heightened it needs to be in a loving and compassionate and empathetic way because that is the only way to that is how jesus responds response to everything and so that is the only way you're able to then accountability is then perceived in a loving way rather than like don't tell me what to do kind of way if that makes any sense um so yeah i think if you're able to hold each other accountable and you're able to accept you know wrongs and errors that the other person is holding you accountable for i think green flag all around okay i'm going to do the last red flag red flag green flag because um i literally have to leave in 10 minutes or nine minutes um but the last green flag is you can see the fruits of their actions and i think this is a beautiful green flag um actually let me read the whole green flag you can see the fruits in their lives by their words and actions and i think that's beautiful um and something i want to add to that or maybe subtract a little bit um is they're not all talk um and i think when you're in a relationship especially when you can feel like oh this relationship is just not working out and your partner is just not doing what i have asked them and not in like a listen to me or do what i say but in a way where like these are my needs and you're not honoring them and they're like oh yeah of course like i'll do this i'll, I'll like you know they all talk and they don't abide by their actions or by by their words um and you can't see the fruits of that in their actions then that is a red flag if you can see someone who's like oh my gosh like i'm gonna learn from my mistakes i'm so sorry and you see them you know the next time you're placed in a similar situation and they they don't do what you had asked them not to do um that's how you can tell that this person's not just all talk they are you know they're abiding by their fruits their sorry their words and you can see the fruits of that um they're bearing the fruits of what they're saying and i think yeah it's just a beautiful it's a beautiful thing when 
you can see that um it's hard when you're in the situation and it's not like you know they're not walking the talk um and i think definitely it, i wouldn't say it's a red flag because it really varies for like different circumstances situations but it would definitely like there would be alarm bells going off in my head if this person is just not doing what i've asked them in a or we've agreed on or whatever it may be um especially if they've agreed on it which is even worse like if you've said you're going to do this and you're not doing it or if you've said you're going to change in this way and you're not changing um red flag and if they are you know taking on board what you're saying or what you've agreed on and you know the fruits of that is coming to life and you can see them live by their actions and their sorry by their words um then i mean what great gift like i think it's a it's yeah it's such a green flag when people can walk the talk <laughs> all right i'm gonna end this episode here um i really have to go but i am so thankful for being able to do such an episode um thank you so much for all those who sent in your green flags um i'd love to do a part two on red flags and green flags because i think you know as we're in the dating scene or in a in the scene of like trying to find your partner you want to look out for more of the red flags because they can be disguised more and so i would love to do another part two on red flags if that is something you're interested in um, as well as green flags um, i'd love to do another part two on that because i can talk about all of this until the cows come home so yeah thank you so much for tuning in for listening in make sure you are following the podcast page um, it is at bearing fruit pod if you enjoyed this episode make sure you are following the podcast page as well as clicking on the little bell um, it just notifies you when the episode is live rather than waiting um, so yeah thank you so much for joining in i hope you have a great rest of your week and i will talk to you guys in two weeks goodbye